knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Battle Infant with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Here we go. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll give it just a minute to get started, but uh, thanks again for watching another night of The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. How you doing, Jimmy? What's up? What's up? It actually told me we went live that time, so ha, the timing was perfect. All right. How's your shoulder doing, by the way? So better? Good enough, but I'm going to go fishing Saturday, hopefully. Uh, right arm got better because I fell on it and then woke up. The left arm was completely whacked. Had to put it in a sling for a couple of days, but I think I'm good now. So, all right. If I'm not, I don't care. I'm going to go. Oh, we already got a. Oh, look at Brian getting cheesy over there. Yeah. A bunch of people already saying stuff. Getting real. All right. And Shane Fernando. We love you. Hey, how you doing? We'll give it another couple seconds here. Appreciate everybody checking us out. Like it up and share. Absolutely. We have, and tonight we're going to be talking about Canadian fishing. And that, I think that's a first for paddling Finn. Maybe I'm not. Gonna do my, yeah, I'm going to do my best not to bring out any Canadian accents. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> so no blame Canada. No, no anything, you know, anything like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to have a great night. Talk about something different. Cause we talk about everything from California to Florida in the last few weeks, we've had people cross, you know, New York across the country, but we never go above the border. So we're doing something different tonight. So uh, we're very excited about that. And if you have any questions about fishing in Canada, Canton, you know, anything, any questions for these guys tonight? Because I know I have a lot. Please feel free to ask them on the uh, in the chat right there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. I will bring on Mr. John Dean. Paul Winkle and Mr. Nelson Bruins. Hope hope I'm saying that right. Is that right, Nelson? Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Well, he got one right, 10 points. <laughs> yeah, I'll mess a bunch up later. So, <laughs> John Dean, he's the founder of the Ontario Kayak Bass Trail. And Paul Winkle and Nelson are they're the people who got Paul got first and Nelson got second in their first event of the year on Sturgeon Lake up in Ontario. So welcome to the show, guys. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for being here. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all doing it on such short notice. So the uh, so I guess we'll get started. So uh, we'll go we'll go clockwise here. 
John, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into kayak fishing. Uh, I've been fishing all my life. Um, you know, I've done everything from the bass boats to canoes to shore fishing to river fishing. And uh, just sort of found an alternative about, I guess it's got to be seven years ago now, uh, with the kayak. Uh, believe it or not, saw Chad Hoover of KBF on TV, uh, you know, with his program and thought, hey, that looks awesome. And uh, spent the next little while watching and researching and picked up a kayak. And, you know, the rest was history. Kind of, uh, you know, enjoyed it and looked for the next steps. And being from the boat world, I was always into the competitive end of it started looking around for tournaments and uh we had a, a very small uh tournament organizer that had one or two events a year um but nothing really much uh you know ran into a few other guys that did events and um found out that we were traveling down to the states a lot new york michigan um ohio uh you know the odd time a couple times we were down in tennessee for the nationals and stuff like that and um started thinking like why are we doing this when we have the water up here let's start our own so we just uh you know compiled what we liked what we disliked and put together the series that we thought would best suit uh, our needs up here and the okbt was born three years ago it's our third season now that's awesome and what what, what do you do whenever you're not fishing um work on the okbt no i'm uh i'm a engineer um work uh in uh manufacturing industry uh we do a lot of uh work for the automotive sector so cool awesome. well, welcome to the show paul tell us about yourself man uh well um i guess uh i own a dairy farm so i'm a dairy farmer okay and um i used to sell farm equipment when we moved home to the farm took it over um my wife said to me i First of all, I was probably, you know, you fish on the weekends, you know, from the shore, things like that. Not a big deal. I wasn't really big into it. Um, one day my wife said to me, she says, you need a hobby because you're getting pretty grumpy. So anyhow, did some research and uh, decided, hey, let's try this kayak, you know, fishing thing. I got lots of local rivers, things like that. So uh, she bought me my first kayak uh, for my birthday and that started from there. So I started out in a sit-in kayak, a Pungo 120, believe it or not, and just basically morphed from there. So for the, I think that was back in about nine, well, probably about uh, 2004, 2005. So I kayak fished by myself for probably about, you know, two, three years. Met another guy online uh, through, uh, uh, you know, local website called uh, uh, yakfisher.ca. And uh, he was a local guy, so we met up, did that, and uh, basically, you know, got to meet other other guys with that. Upgraded my kayak to uh, to sit on top, and um, you know, kind of went from there. Uh, started tournament fishing. I guess we had Ontario had their first tournament in, in two thousand and nine, and uh, started there. I had uh, basically a wilderness uh, tarpon one hundred and sixty then. One six uh, fish for uh, a one six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it it was a rocket, man. Yeah, like because I'm only about an hour from Lake Huron, so it's a it's a great boat for for big water. So, um, so after that, I guess uh, you know, kind of moved up there. Went and bought a Hobie Quest uh, for the rivers because I need something smaller, and. Um, at that point in time, I, I struck up a pretty good relationship with the with the local Hobie dealer, and was asked to be on the Hobie fishing team. So there you go. I think I started that in about two thousand. Yeah, I think that was about two thousand eleven. So and I've I've been on the team since then. So that's awesome. I've had numerous PAs, uh, Hobie Revos, things like that, and just basically my collection of. Fishing gear has amassed to basically out of control. We all have so that problem. I think that's yeah. what I think that's what the, I think that's with everybody. So, so uh, does your wife the, regret uh, telling you that you need a hobby? <laughs> what was that again? Does your wife regret telling you you needed a hobby? Yep, I'm cutting out, man. I'm sorry. Oh, no, not. 
no, not at all. She she thinks this is great because I can go out and and uh, most of my, all my fishing buddies they're they're not farmers or anything like that. So there's no shop talk. There's no nothing. So I can go out, blow off some steam, come back. Everything's good. So that's awesome. But, um Yeah. So and um, helping John with the OKBT and um, you know just going from there. So cool. That's my story. Nelson, you're in a Hobie PA 362, right? Yes, that's right. Tell us about yourself, man. Well, uh, my story is kind of different than most people. Um, I haven't been fishing all my life. I'm pretty new to fishing. Been at it for five years. Uh, growing up, my parents were never outdoorsy, like fishing, camping kind of thing. Um, five years ago, a buddy called me up and was like, hey, man, want to go fishing? <laughs> and I told him, is it even fun, man? Like... Like, what do you do? And uh, we went, we were catching rock bass and bluegill. And then I had the time of my life. And then I just obsessed over it and started looking up videos, uh, reading magazines, buying fishing gear. And then I fished from shore for two years. And then I bought my first uh, kayak that was an Old Town Predator MX. And I used that for two years. And this year, I upgraded to the uh, Hobie PA12360. How are you liking it so far? I, I love it. It's like best purchase I ever did. I, I, I haven't heard a single person have any issue with it. Like, they're everybody's right. stoked to have amazing. It. And how about you, John? What, what kind of boat are you in? Um, I started off in a uh, Ride 135. I fished uh, one day in that, and I bought a <laughs> while I was on the lake that day. And uh, went up and picked that up for a year and a half. And I've been in the PA14 for the last um, five years, Paul, four or five years. Five years, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think something like that. Yeah. All Hobie guys. All right. Okay, so I got a bunch of Hobie in the house. Yeah, we, we, should, we, should, we should ask that for first before we invite you on. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, great podcast. Thanks for having you on, guys. See you later. <laughs> nah, just kidding. That's cool. All right, well, oh. that, that, that brings up a question. Y'all all have hobies. They're quick. D does your does your trail allow motors? No, it does not. Oh, okay. I like it a little more OG. Yeah, I like it. A little more root style. So yeah, I, I want to know. Here you know, in Alabama, they don't allow motors. And, you know, in the States, it's kind of 50-50. Next year, we'll have a series with motors. That's true. Yeah, so. you know, we, we, we've talked about it, and... Um, you know, Paul and I have seen the larger events with motors on it, such as the KBF Nationals and whatnot, and the guys running the Torquitos. And I'm sort of up in the air whether it truly is an advantage or not. It comes down to, you know, the same when people say pedal over paddle. Is it an advantage? Well, is a motor that much more of an advantage? You can travel areas quicker, but I don't think it helps you out once you're actually there fishing. Um it's it's like you said it's a it's a commuter device right point a to point b uh so i'm sort of torn on it i don't you still got to catch the fish yeah uh, it, it doesn't matter you know if you pedal paddle or you got a motor as far as i'm concerned so uh, you some people i mean you see it all the time guys will still win these big tournaments paddling exactly exactly because they I mean they may be going to somewhere that you could never get that motor anyway so Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's just all they, they had a big Hobie event on uh, on uh, Kentucky, Kentucky Lake a couple of weeks ago in second, third place for paddling. So I mean, it's you know, yeah. still, I think everybody paddles in Hobie, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> when you but, um, I, so I want to know. So we did this a few weeks ago. We had some guys on from Colorado. Kind of the same situation. Not a lot of people think about bass fishing when they're in Colorado because you got all these other species and opportunities and you know hunting and things of that nature same thing when he sent me the the tourney x page for this I was like never would have thought about bass fishing in Canada so whoever wants to take it to, you know kind of explain the fisheries I mean we know y'all are y'all come down to the states and fish but tell us about the the local waters up there what kind of fisheries you have and well how that is let me jump in here for a second guys you can add in but uh You've probably heard of some of the best smallmouth waters around Lake St. Clair, St. Lawrence River, yep. uh, Ontario, Lake Erie. They're all bordered in Ontario. 
That's right. I'll be right back, guys. I got audio problems here. If here, you, I'll, uh, leave the room and then come back. If you um, if you do any research, a lot of uh, Americans are coming up in our vacation territory of the Kawartha Lakes. Uh, mm -hmm. Walleye, big for muskie, bass is huge. Um, now, bass isn't throughout Canada. It's fairly localized to some of the, a couple of the eastern provinces, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and also Ontario, Quebec, and a little bit out in BC. Um, there's provinces without them, but it's, and it, again, it's also more towards, um, you know, the southern part of the borderlands, per se. Uh, but our bass fishing here is fantastic. Uh, you know, we have big fish. Um, it's very similar to what you would see if you were fishing New York and Oneida or, or the Finger Lakes up in, you know, or in Vermont or Maine. It's that type of fishery. Um, Smallmouth like in Michigan, uh, Minnesota. We're all along the same um, uh, latitude, right? So it's all pretty similar, pretty similar water. A lot of natural lakes. We don't have the reservoirs like you have down in the States. Um, so okay. it's pretty much all natural water. So I'm assuming that you don't see a lot of, like how you were saying, it's mostly Eastern and Southern areas of your provinces. Is it basically because of like water temperature and being uh, closer to it has to do with uh, a lot of water temperature, but also growing season. Gotcha. Um, you remember you start to get down to where you are, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and you get a five pound bass down there, five pound largemouth. It's probably only maybe three, three and a half years old. All right pound bass up here is probably pushing close to 20 years old Wow! just because of the growing season whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements hunters have to wait until their favorite season but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. That's insane. And how, how long is your fishing season? I, I know this is your first tournament of the year. Is it kind of that June uh, to September? For, for bass, uh, there's different reg regulated seasons for each species, but for bass, uh, we start um, one week earlier in our zone where I am, um, and it's, usually, it's the third or fourth week of June. And it typically ends uh, anywhere between the November 30th and December 15th throughout. Okay. So we, we put in about, you know, five months, five and a half months of open season. Okay. So right now, is this for y'all uh, like pre-spawn kind of timing or is... No, they're post-spawn now. Okay. So I didn't really know if y'all yeah. were that much later than like the rest of our country and stuff like yeah. that. Our temperatures on the weekend, we're sitting at about uh, 76, 77. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, well, here I'll I'll go over the numbers for the tournament, and as um, it was on Sturgeon Lake, and it had seventy six anglers. So, I I know a lot of people aren't even, you know, uh, a lot of people don't think about Canada as being big tournament area. Seventy six anglers. I mean, that's that's a legit number, and that's that puts you in the top ten percent for all the clubs in the in the state. So, I mean. You know, I I know y'all might not get all the recognition you deserve, but seventy six that that that's an amazing number. I guarantee if those numbers stay up like that, that recognition will be there. Oh it, yeah, it took, me, it took me a little by surprise this uh, week. Like, you know, we've been growing over the last couple of years, and um, with with the climate that's been going on, you know, worldwide, let alone with the U.S. and Canada, with going on with COVID nineteen and that, you know. It was one of those situations like we didn't even know where we were going to be come uh, tournament time. And, you know, to see the response and the support from, you know, our angler group from years past and the new people that joined up uh, was, was just amazing. I was like, I was literally taken back on Friday when I was going through the numbers. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And and so y'all had a $70 entry fee. Is that normal? Because that, that, that for us, maybe we're just, a little poor in Alabama, but uh, is that is that normal? I mean, that seems a little high. Is that what what it normal is? That's what our regular event rate is. Um, that includes your big bass. It, uh, it includes everything. It's a hundred percent payout, right? Uh, hundred after expenses, yeah, hundred percent. 
yeah for sure cool. you know you know you got your regular attorney x fees and and whatnot paypal and stuff like that yeah well and you know we we have a judge that we hired last year and she's back again this year and we pay her to judge uh for her time and uh so we you know we take that off the top and then whatever's left goes to the angles so paul and nelson that that had to have been a pretty good payday huh yeah it was pretty good how, how much did you get um well i was lucky enough to get a big bass of the tournament and uh second place sorry guys came. i'm having audio trouble here i think i'm going to try my phone somewhere else okay if you leave the room and then come back sometimes that'll help like kick yourself out and then follow the link to join back in well what was your big okay, bass? yeah i'll jo i'll try to join back in so there we go so uh yeah the big bass was a smallmouth uh 20 inches and a half Ooh. and uh yeah. that, and the second prize uh took home 1300. wow which was nice that's, that's a nice check and yeah. you get that that trophy is awesome too <laughs> yeah it's pretty oh, cool. i didn't even notice it no that's sick <laughs> yeah good job john i mean that's that's legit yeah so uh paul, paul had 84 and a quarter nelson you had 83 and three quarters those Wow, for AOY. That's my next one. <laughs> Dang. And uh, Mike Hockey for with 83 and a half. So congrats to all three of y'all. That's a that, that's a dang good payday. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was it was a it was a good day. The you know, like I said, the number the number showed it and hey, the guys got paid for their effort for sure. Yeah. And like I said earlier, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to ask. Uh you know, we have a lot to learn tonight. But the, uh, well, while we're waiting on uh, Paul to come back in, Nelson, why don't you uh, take us through your, your day? You know, tell me about, you know, from first to final cast. I want to know how it went for you. Was it tough? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I want to say it was a little stressful at first. Um, trying to decide where to launch was probably the hardest part. Um, not being familiar with Sturgeon Lake. I've only been there a couple times for musky fishing, and I, I can't really say it's been that good to me. So I knew I didn't want to go to the, my musky spot because it has a lot of, like, stumps and, and weed shallow. And, and I thought, to win this tournament, you probably need smallmouth. So my mind was smallmouth. So I had Navionics and Google Maps side by side on my computer trying to see what's the best spot that might work out for uh to catch smallmouth, right? Um, then from when, I see in the past, um, when the season starts, usually smallmouth are shallow, like around the eight foot mark. So I said to myself, if I get there and I notice that the, the smallies are still shallow, then it's, it's, it's game on, right? And um, yeah, I was lucky enough that when I got, actually when I got there, 45 minutes into fishing, um, I got a muskie and he broke me off, which kind of made me angry because I was oh, like, yeah. all right, now I got to retie, you know, get a new lure. <laughs> and uh, shortly after that, um, I was just throwing a search bait, like uh, just a paddle tail swim bait. When I noticed a big bass cup come up behind it and just nipped at it and then he swam off. And then I'm like, okay, I, I need to get this guy. So I just grabbed my uh, Ned Red rod, uh, rod and just cast it over and then I got her. And uh, that was the first fish of the day, which was the, the biggest one. That sounds that like minimal good. effort. That's luck right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of bite you hope you have, like, all day. Like, oh, yeah. I'll catch him, and I'll catch him. But it never works that way. So you'd yeah. rather be lucky than good, right? So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, there's a question on that on sturgeon. Uh, do the smallmouth outnumber and outsize the largemouth? I, I guess so from what you're saying, right? Um. It's a very good smallmouth lake for sure, uh, but it's also a very good largemouth lake. It's almost split down the middle between the largemouth and the smallmouth territory. The bottom end is very shallow, stumpy, um, weedy, swampy, and where the north end it breaks into more deeper, clear, rocky water. Um, I can't tell you which one outnumbers the other, which one outweighs the other, but I know there's you know there's six pound plus smallmouth and six pound plus largemouth in there, so. Talking my kind of numbers. Yeah. And, and, and your trail, it's, I mean, Ontario is obviously a, a huge place. Your, your trail, it covers a pretty good distance, right? 
It does. We, you know, we try to, yeah, like you said, like we, we're a large area and um, with kayak fishing, you know, taking ground up here, we're, you know, a few years behind, um, you know, the growth in the U.S. And we're trying to um, bring people in from all areas of the province if we can. And it's, uh, it's working out that way. And in order to do that, we kind of try to spread it out. Now, the majority of the anglers, you know, are in the metropolitan metropolis areas, Toronto and and whatnot. So um, if we try to keep it central Ontario, we get the numbers, but we also do out west, like on Lake St. Clair and Lake Erie. Um, we will go up north, uh, you know, the top end of Simcoe and Coochichings and uh, hopefully up to Georgia Bay area. And uh, so, yeah, we do spread out. So, All right, Nelson. So what? How'd the rest of the day go for you? And what'd you catch them all, man? Well, my first five fish were all in a net rig. <laughs> all and <net>. then uh, <laughs> all net. And then uh, when I got to the end of a point where I said, what do I do next? I remember seeing a couple of islands and I said, I'm going to go fish the islands. And then I said, you know what? These islands are getting hammered by boaters and other kayakers. I'm just going to go try and get some fish that I lost earlier on the day. So... I pedaled my way back to, to where I lost those fish, and then I was lucky enough to get two upgrades of a 17 and a half on, a, again, a paddle tail, just casting it to where all the rocks are and then in around six feet of water. And then, again, I got lucky, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. That, yeah. that, that's the right day to get lucky. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Paul, how, how about you, man? How'd your day on sturgeon go? There, Paul. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm. I'm just. You guys are just fading in and out. Sorry. Yeah. Can it, you hear me it, now? It might be easier if you go into your settings and stop the camera and just do audio. Yeah, we'll still be able to hear you. Okay. I'll be enough. All right. Well, Nelson, what's your uh, what's your go-to setup on your Ned rig? Rod, uh, reel, line, what you got? So I got a uh, seven-foot medium-light uh, Shimano Zodius. Ooh. And for the reel, I got a Shimano CI4. Ooh, big uh, one. Yeah, 2,500. And I put a 15-pound braid, and then I run a 10-pound fluorocarbon leader on that. I'm the same way. I, I like the uh, the 2,500-size reel. I know some people, the pros and all that, they use the bigger ones. I like 2,500s. Especially I don't go over that unless I'm going salt. You got to remember up here too is is our water uh, for the most part uh, is clear, and I, I know y'all when you say you know you got some of the water down there is clear, you're talking you know a few feet visibility, but uh, when we're talking clear up here, like on the weekend, I was seeing bottom in ten feet, yeah, and that's you know that's pretty common in a lot of the lakes, yeah. So, you know, a lot of guys are running um, some pretty light stuff when they're running the finesse gear up here, too. So, I bet you a 20-inch smallie on a medium light rod is an insane fight. Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah. it on video. I, I'm going to upload that video later on. Yeah, I'll yeah, that yeah. That nope, a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. I got YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, have, we'll have to we'll get you plug that at the end so you can spike them followers up. <laughs> 20-inch yeah, yeah, smallie sure. on medium light action. No, it was an awesome fight. Like I was, I was just praying, like don't come, come off, and he was just peeling drag. It was, it's a lot of fun. That's the most addicting sound in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. How about you? Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me now? Oh yeah. 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 yeah okay. Um, I guess my my days didn't start out real well. Um, I caught uh, my first four fish were under twelve inches, so not measurable. Um, end up did I, I, I basically beeline to an island. I, I tried to pick a spot where if, if the smallie bite didn't, um, basically, uh, come about, I could go find some largemouth and, uh, fill my card then. So, but, uh, worked, worked an island for a bit, uh, got, got four non-measurable bass, um, decided to head to a second island. And in between these two islands are a bunch of shoals. And I end up hooking a, uh, 
14.75. Got it on the board, was ready to take a picture, and uh, I don't know what's about these Kortha Lake bass or uh, insurgent lake bass, but uh, they spazzed right out and gone. So basically, uh, that was gone. So, you know, early in the day, so let's go. Um, basically, I didn't get my first fish till about 10 o'clock, so that was two hours in. I uh, got 14.25, got it on the board, and then um, I ended up getting a 16.25 and a set or 16.75. And these are all on a jerk bait. I, I was getting them on. Okay. So by 12 o'clock, I only had three fish on the board, more or less. So getting pretty um, disappointed with myself, was ready to uh, basically uproot and move areas to, to find something different. And I had my rod in the rod holder. I was starting to pedal, and I basically stopped and said, wait a minute. You know there's fish here turned around and just worked the area um, and uh, fished a bit more and ended up hooking a 17 and a half smallie on a, on a jerk bait. And then um, about 15 minutes later and um, oh, I, I do have a, I do have a uh, hummingbird 360 uh, sonar uh, rigged up to my kayak. Oh, a 360 so I, doing, huh? I noticed a rock pile about 70 feet off and um pulled out my ned rig set up cast it to the rocks there pulled in an 18 and three quarters ned the ned rig so if on, on a ned rig yeah john, if you john, don't if you've never thrown a ned i swear like i hear people say sometimes ah oh, i've never caught one on ned or what you jimmy come on <laughs> dude i will you not, know, john? I will oh, not throw, hey me and you john I will not throw an Edric. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. That man will catch the heck if it, out of if it, if it catches fish, guys, it's 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 worth its weight in gold, basically. Yeah. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com so like, I want to stop, stop you right there because we, we were talking just a second ago about how y'all aren't catching the, you know, the, the clout and it's not as, you know, up there as it is in the States. I don't know too many folks down here running a 360 system on their kayak. So <laughs> that's like, I let that fly right over my head at first until Paul Dan said that. that. And I was like, wait a minute, like, time out. What? <laughs> so I'd, I'd like to see that setup. Like I saw Hoover do it the other day with the Lawrence kind of deal. And, but I, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody with them with one on like, in you know, you running, you running electronics. Uh, yeah, I have a Lorenz Elite TI7, TI27. Okay. Well, this man's got the setup. These these guys, yeah. they got it going. Big money. Well, like I, I'm I'm running a Helix 10 with the with the Hummingbird 360 TV screen. So, that's what I'm talking about. And likes his And there's actually a local company up here, um, uh, Gregor Tech Marine, that has teamed up with Hummingbird to uh, make uh, mounts for the. For the old three uh, hummingbird 360s and for the uh, mega 360s also, that you can just basically bolt down to uh, a seat of a boat or the rail of a kayak or whatever. Dude, that's awesome. Okay. And David Otto asks, uh, what colors y'all throwing on Ned Rig? Um, mine I got on it was kind of like a, a purple, copper, uh, gold, uh, goby type color. Nelson? Yeah, I pretty much do the same, like a Golby color or um, old school green pumpkin. Never fails. Yeah. I'm like See, at first, at first, I felt like if I came up there and fished, like I wouldn't know where to start. But for the most part, I feel like I could just come up there and do the same thing, and it'd probably work. Pretty much. Uh, yep. Well, awesome. Jimmy's lucky. He has a bunch of smallmouth on Tennessee River where he lives. We don't just <laughs> collect Jimmy because then you won't be disappointed. 
but but my, <laughs> my colors are the uh, green pumpkin orange, like in you know early pre-spawn, and then the deal and black and blue. I just depend on water color clarity. That's what I do. But we yeah. don't have gobies either, so yeah. All right, so uh, you you gotta give us some juice here, Paul. What's a uh, what what do you want to talk about? Your jerk bait setup. Okay, yeah. Well, jerk bait's my weak point. I and and John and Nelson will laugh, but I'm a Mega Bass Vision One Ten junkie. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> I probably own eighty jerk baits. This wow. man has a retirement fund set how, up in jerk How big is this dairy farm? Just <laughs> <laughs> like a mega farm or but, something? Oh no, we're 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 just a small farm, but uh, yeah. but uh, no, that's 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 my nemesis, and I uh, basically throw it on a um, mega bass double X Orochi jerkbait special, uh, wow. ten pound uh, Sunline on a Steez uh, six. Point three. Ooh. Dang. Triple. I just got to throw this corny joke bad. out there, man. The milk money is paying the bill. <laughs> the, the, the milk money does pay the bill. Hey, I don't have any kids, so I'm, I'm spending their college fund. Now, okay. That explains. <laughs> I take it back. There it is. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of jerkbaits too, but I don't have 80. Uh, Mega Bass jerkbaits, maybe 23. And then have, different brands, I got like maybe another 20, maybe. I have two. I've thrown one of them, and I just like to look at the other one. <laughs> I, I had a, a very encounter with losing that one, and I'm not doing that again. So, and uh, I, Alex asked, "What was the name of that company that produces the hummingbird mounts?" Uh, it's called uh, Gregor Tech Marine. There you go. G e i g e r. Like Geiger counter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Geiger Tech. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, dang, that's well, back to the land of giant jerk baits. And now, all the money you win, you have enough money to buy one more setup and like <laughs> 10, you know, 10 more Vision 110s. <laughs> you haven't seen the rest of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imagine. If, yeah, no, I I don't know if you could. I don't have yeah, any one thing. 80 Vision 110s at like, like the closest that. thing I have to that. So I've got like 40 of one size and tungsten weight, but woo. Like, <laughs> the distributor calls Paul when they're out of stock on a certain. No place. kidding. Buy them back. So. I'm surprised Megabass. Hey, shout out if anybody from Megabass is watching, help this yeah. guy out. He's Are already got literally everything you make. <laughs> help him get some money back. Uh, I need. I, it's it's just a weakness. It's it's me me and Daiwa reels. That's that's my other weakness. Yeah. Those are good reels. I've, I went through my oh. fair share of those. But uh, yeah, that's that's my weakness. I, hell, I throw a Ned rig on a um, on a on a bait caster. So. Oh, do you? Like yep. what? What size line are you using? Uh, eight pound uh, Sunline. I got a GLX eight hundred two G Loomis. Yeah. And uh, throw uh, use a TD Edo uh, reel. Dude, these oh, wow. guys in Canada are going hard on the expensive gear. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm assuming Nelson is like. Are you like Shimano exclusively? No. I uh, I like the Japanese brands. Daiwa, okay. Mega Bass, Shimano. I you know I I mix it up a little bit. The expensive stuff, yeah. <laughs> if it ain't about three hundred, I don't want it. <laughs> no, 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 it's not like that. <laughs> Two seventy-five. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, John, tell us uh, what where's your trail have uh, in store for the rest of the year? Since that that was just your first tournament. That was our first live event. Yeah, we hold uh, four live events and four online events. Um, so next uh, July eighteenth, we go up to Lake Kuchiching, which is. Uh, uh, just north of Toronto, a uh, couple hours. Uh, big smallmouth uh, water. Lots of largemouth too, but you know, typically known for large smallmouth up there. Uh, then we travel down to the north shore, uh, northwestern shore of Lake Erie to Rondo Bay. Yeah, I saw that. Um, never been there. Heard lots of good things about it. Uh, supposed to be some big largemouth in that water. Uh, we're, we're opening up the lake as well. Um, so 
Whether the guys find the smallies out in the big water, we don't know. So we'll see what that brings. And then we finish off the year about two and a half hours north of Toronto in Halliburton on a five-lake five chain of uh, Cachega-Wickmog, Head Lake, Grass Lake, Canning, and Sawyer. Uh, mixed bag up there of uh, largemouth and smallmouth again. And um, then we do one online, month-long online for July, which is your five best bass. And then in August, we do another month long, uh, the Swamp Donkey Challenge. It's five large only. Oh. And uh, September, we do a full house. So three of one, two of the other. Any mix, if you want, three is small three and two large or vice versa. And then uh, October, October, your five best. Get those big feeding smallmouth coming out in the fall and see what we can put up. I think last year, the winner of that was... If I'm not mistaken, a little over 105 inches of smallmouth. Wow. Yeah, it Ooh. was 105, yeah. 105, I think that's what he had, yeah. Oh, no, because yep. it was probably him, right? My heart yeah. didn't handle that, man. I'd stroke out. Yeah. So we, we have a, you know, like I said, we have a very truncated season, but we try to fit in there, um, you know, one a month and uh, plus the onlines and, you know, uh, give the guys something to look forward to in, in the weeks in between the live events anyway. So, And do y'all do angler of the year standings and stuff like that? We do on the four live events and uh, it's the best three of, of the four. Okay. So. That's how we do it down here. Yeah. Right now, Paul's leading. So, <laughs> But Nelson is <laughs> probably not so long. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Just and, and is attitude, man. <laughs> is there anything y'all do, like, um, you know, like Jimmy with North Alabama kayak anglers, whenever it's not in season, they might do a throw down type deal where it's like somebody's go fish. Do y'all have like some off season type stuff where you'll do like ice fishing or, you know, something? Uh, chicken wings, hockey and beer. <laughs> there you go. I knew that we had to hit hockey and beer at some point. And <laughs> it makes me feel so good. Yeah. So, we are complete so, now. Who's the team? I, I guess it's a maple leaves, huh? There you go. No comments, please. Thank you. If <laughs> <laughs> I was alive the last time they won the You cup. know, closest so. thing I got down here, the, you know, I got the Preds down here, so go Preds. Yeah. yeah. Blackhawks. But, uh, you know, off-season, <laughs> I, I, ice fishing is big with a lot of the guys. Um, not me anymore. I, I just uh, – you know, I don't have the ambition to go out there and sit in the cold anymore and do it. Um, I was fixing to say you're just over being cold, huh? <laughs> you know, we were thinking about doing a couple of, uh, you know, coffee can events early this spring for Pike and that when it opened up. But again, with the climate and everything that was going on, it just um, wasn't to be. So it was put on the back burner, but who knows what will happen next year. So, Oh, Lord, we got a Caps fan. <laughs> just get out of here, Brian. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, awesome, man, I know a lot about like I legit am ready to like I have another reason to make a trip to Canada now. My wife will hate that because she would want to go for like a vacation, and now I just want to go up there and catch smallmouth. So, catch smallmouth and better oh. chicken wings than USA. Just Ooh. saying. Just saying. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm going to get some comments about that later. <laughs> no, I'm, I've, I've traveled around the U.S. a lot. I haven't had better chicken wings than some places around here. You know, just saying. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the list. I would have never even, that's not even something I was thinking about. I make it up there. I'm going to put that to the test. I Send me a message when you come up here. Oh, dude, definitely. I'm going to be hitting one of y'all up for a place to stay. We, we didn't have people on from Canada just, you know, for the fun. We're, we're playing out vacations with the, the people we have on the show. That's, uh, this whole show is about making connections <laughs> for friends and all this. But I'm also like, hey, you come here. You can stay here. I'll come there. I'll stay with you. We'll share fishing spots and we'll just make a make a whole year out of it. Sure. You're welcome to it. Never open the border. Jimmy Jimmy does live close to Gunnersville. You might want to take him up on that if you're coming down from the for the NC. Hey, if y'all want to come down here for some frog fishing, I can hook you up. I promise the frog fishing in the south. Have frog, we'll travel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm down with that. Oh I, man. I like to travel in the winter and go fishing. Yeah. So uh yeah, I, I might have to hit you up. 
I've got a few spots that hold out through the winter. The um, water temperature actually doesn't change as much as the rest of the water around here in a couple of spots. I, I definitely got some winter spots that would hold on to some big ones. You ever do any like heavy punching and stuff? Uh, yep. Yep. That's, that's usually the ticket down here when, when it's cold for me. I'm more of a largemouth guy than a smallmouth guy. Yeah. Uh, up here, you, you don't really have a choice. You learn to fish both. But right. Preference day in and day out. I'd rather fish for the green bass, um, you know, flipping a jig or, or a big heavy punch rig or a frog and spinner bait. And I'm happy. So, I, you know, I, I like looking for the big old large heads and stuff, but yeah. I love getting back in some skinny water and finding. So, we, you know, I won't have the, the weight to your. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good jig. We won't have the weight. And the smallmouth I'm catching, but I'll catch like a 19-inch creek smallie that fights like a five or six-pounder because it's been in the current its whole life. Yeah, yeah. So. There's, there's the river smallies are they're 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 not fat, they're long, but they're oh, they yeah. are strong as hell. Yes, sir. They're on a treadmill all day, right? Basically, yep, absolutely, absolutely. They're just working out in that current, and they're just beasts. And then I just come along and throw the stick at them and knock them down and <laughs> put them in the boat. Well, here, John, we 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 ask you what what's your favorite technique? Something you can you can kind of tell everybody about. Well, I, I I'm a spinnerbait guy. I love spinnerbait, so I always have. Um, even when they sort of went out of favor for a lot of years, I was always throwing a spinnerbait. But uh, between that and a frog, and uh, flipping a jigger or a or a punch rig, yeah. uh, those four make me happy when I'm on the water. Like I can go out and throw a frog all day and just be down with that. So I hell yeah. No. Top water. Yeah. Huge win. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I'm ex like I don't know why I'm so excited about this. Not like I'm gonna load up like tonight, but <laughs> I could definitely make a few few plans changed at the end of this year. I'd I'd love to do that whole trip where it's like St. Clair, Lacrosse, UP. And just kind of you know go over and then come back around through Toronto. That, that that'd be that'd be a great trip. Yeah, me and my wife talked about doing a big. We were going to drive from here all the way up and touch the Arctic Ocean. I can't remember where in Alaska, and then take a different route back. I could always swing a little further east and do some fishing. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty far east. Yeah, that'd be a trip. <laughs> Dang. Hey, I could say I covered a lot of Canada when I finally get to back to Alaska. <laughs> That's right. There's, there's the the Trans-Canadian Trans uh, train, that'd be cool too, right? Oh, like yeah. I had looked at that before, like doing a trip where it was, you know, somewhere like Toronto, Quebec City, but I know it goes all the way, you know, cross country. Yep. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. All right. Well, we, you know, anytime we have somebody on the show, we always want to give you a, a chance to shout out anybody that you want to of uh, you know, somebody that makes it easier, makes your fishing easier, and um, and how can everybody find you online? We'll start with you, John, since you're the the, the founder of the club here. Well, first I want to say, you know, a uh, big shout out to all the anglers, especially for this weekend for uh, supporting us, like I said, you know, coming off the year that, you know, every one of us have had so far. Um, they really turned things around, and uh, I think it was good for them to get out too. Everybody needed a break from reality for a change and uh, go out and do that and you know secondly uh you know all of the sponsors that we have uh in our group as you can see on the banner there you know we have old town fog marine malone trailers power pole daiwa mega jigs dakota lithium uh scotty fishing products uh, quantum Ganyan sports sales all these guys you know they stuck with us as well this year um you know times are tough throughout the industry for everybody and uh without even batting an eye they were there for us and uh, you know we want to send out a great big thanks to them and uh you know here's to the rest of the year and hope it goes as well as it has so far and uh we can only hope so very Thank cool. you. well said yeah, you've Talk got to the right to have that many people come out to an event so congratulations Doing right for sure nelson Oh, well, there's, um, there's a few people I'd like to thank. Um, I think I, I want to start with, uh, actually full Marine because I, I bought my new kayak from there a couple months ago and then the customer service was just amazing. Uh, Paul also helped me out with the uh, questions I had about the kayak before I bought it. So thanks to Paul. Um, 
I want to do another shout out to um, Shelly from Skull Gear. Uh, she's oh. just supported me from oh. starting my YouTube channel. And every time I wear this hat, I catch something good. <laughs> uh, and um, I actually, I haven't made it public yet, but um, so you guys will be the first to know starting today. Um, I'm going to be working. Yeah. Starting today, I'm going to be working with uh, Exxon Lures. Awesome. Yeah. Same as uh, Josh Smith oh, with Waters Podcast. Heck yeah, man. And uh, yeah, if people want to find me on uh, YouTube, it's called uh, Nelly's Fishing Adventures. And on Instagram, Nelly's underscore fishing. Very cool. All right. Awesome. How, how about you, Big Money, Paul? Um, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, I'd like to echo what John said, um, you know, uh, basically to the competitors and the sponsors of OKBT, you know, a big thank you. Um, you know, basically I, I, I was floored with the response we got, you know, 76 anglers that, that is terrific. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for those guys and the sponsors, you know, um, we wouldn't be where we are today. And, uh, you know, we're trying to grow this sport in Ontario and, uh, you know, we're trying to catch up to you guys down in the U S that's, that's what we're trying to do. So you're close. You know, Don't even think times, you're far uh, away. You know, well, you're, we're, you're, we're, getting there. we're getting there. We're getting there. There'll be a Canadian invasion sometime coming down there and uh, <laughs> trying to take your money. So, cause it's worth a hell of a lot more than ours is. So, but, um, but also I'd like to thank my wife. She's pretty understanding. Let me go fishing you know, basically when I can and traveling the tournaments. And, um, I, I think the biggest thing guys I have to thank are my, uh, relief milkers that take care of this place. When, when I'm gone, uh, a lot of people don't realize when I go fishing, um, my work needs to carry on. So I got to have guys hired to, uh, milk the cows, feed the cows, clean them out, fix stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, uh, Without those guys, none of this is even remotely possible. So, um, but uh, yeah, that that yeah. those are the guys that make that make it happen. I like it. Well, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, they're they're good guys. I can I can leave without uh, worrying about things, and um, you know, I know when I come home, everything will be good, and we just carry on like it's uh, a normal business again. So, cool. Well, that. Thanks again for being on show. We appreciate it. And, you know, I look forward to having you on again. You know, it's that y'all are doing big things up there and we really appreciate you. And you're definitely on the scope now, man. People are, people are going to keep noticing. And now I'm going to be looking in cause I want to know how it's going up there. Yeah, <laughs> Got to know what I'm going to be up against when I come up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you Sounds got good. an open invite guys to come up anytime. Well, yeah. I'm sure all three of us will, uh, take you guys wherever you want to go and we'll find you a species that you want to catch because we have we have many species up here so uh we can pretty well hook you into anything you want that's awesome man i'm definitely going to keep y'all in mind i'll be up there for sure yeah all right have to make that first muskie a canadian muskie thanks guys we can definitely hook you up we'll talk to y'all for long thank you thanks a lot guys all right guys appreciate it take it easy thanks. night guys All right, had our first Canadian show. You were that's cool. Oh, that was... dude, that's in. I'm just still shocked at how very similar it is. I mean, I know you think about like yeah, Saint yeah, yeah. and Erie and stuff like they talked, but it seems like that doesn't even really matter. Like you get a little further north, a little further east, it's the same thing. So that's pretty cool. I, I don't know what I was expecting to be different. Like I don't know, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I just, I'm still shocked he has that many Vision 110s. I mean, he, we could have stopped the show right then. My jaw is like, oh. Mic drop. Yeah. 80 yeah, Vision 110s. boxes of them. 
of just one a really expensive bait. That's that's not. But he said that's his weak, his weak technique. What's his that's strong a, technique? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I need a. We need like a, like a paddle and fins cribs edition or something like that. And we need to like get him back on. I need to see his tackle room. Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, that, that's a good idea. We should do that sometime. I think that would be sick. That would be cool. All right. So here we go. Um, as always, we have a lot of tournaments that we're going to go over and, uh, you know, not only do we appreciate the guys being on show tonight, but if you have anything you want to shout out, you want to message us, let us know. And we will. Yeah. Real uh, quick, I'm not mean to cut you off, but they just sent me a message and said that he's called the jerk bait Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> All like right, it. you can get back to it. I'm sorry, that was great. Yeah, and now how we do it is like every week we have uh, all the live single lake tournaments with 30 or more anglers. If if you have somebody, if you have a club and they never hit 30 anglers, and you're trying to get you know promote it, pump it up, let us know. Give it you know. Shoot either me or Jimmy a message, and we'll make sure we talk about you on the show that week, or what we'll try to highlight you because that's what this is all about. It it really wasn't about you know necessarily a club, you know, because it was a KBF this week. We want to highlight people who, who usually don't get to do that, so it's it's all about the anglers for us. So yeah, it lets you know we see you, and then you get yeah. to see a take of fishing from a different area. Yep, you know so. And maybe it'll help you get sponsors being on a different show where you can say you were on here. I don't know how much I'll help you, but you can try. But what, it could hurt you, so yeah, lightly. <laughs> we should <laughs> message and we'll, we'll talk about you. So uh, first you had to admit it. And if I mess up your names, like always, I'm sorry. Your check's in the mail. Um, <laughs> Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing. Uh, they were on Rocky, Gore, Rocky George Reservoir, 33 anglers, three fish limit. First was... James O'Shaughnessy with 58 and 58 and a half. Thomas Linky in second with 57 and a quarter. And David Burt with 51 and three quarters. Second, we had the KBF event on Lake Conway. Day one had 33 anglers. And uh, we're probably going to have them on next week. Uh, Alan Sweat with 98 and a quarter. Big number. He beat Greg Hurton second by over five inches. He had 93 and three quarter. And yeah. Hoskin at 87 and three quarter. And if you didn't know, Alan's an absolute hammer on a uh, day two, 23 anglers. And that's kind of been the thing with everybody KBF this, this year where they're doing the double tournaments. And I listened to a thing with Chad Hoover talking about tonight, next year, they're probably going to make it where if you fish one, you have to fish second. Cause a lot of people are saying, ah, I suck day one. I'm not doing day two. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm out. Yeah. So that, that kind of sucks. But uh, Larry Wisnat got 90 and a quarter, Ben Spangler with 98 and a quarter, and Richie McMichael with 85 and three quarter round out top three on day two. Uh, next up, Natural State Kayak Anglers in Missouri. They were on Beaver Lake. That one had 60 anglers. So really, the, the Canadian tournament with Ontario, they were the biggest tournament of the week. So whenever they say they're kind of behind the U.S., they're really not because they beat. Everybody. They may have thought they were coming into the season, but this season may show them be like, oh no, never mind. We caught up quick. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But uh, Ryan, I'm sorry, I don't know your last name. Ryan Piswick with 87 and a half. Craig Wood with 85, 80, 78 and a half. And third, Tyler Zingri, Zingerly with 87 and a quarter. Last but not least, East Texas Kayak Fishing. I think they have a dang tournament every week, it seems like. Lake Murraval, 31 anglers. Uh, Kevin Matheny with 92 and three quarter. Uh, Adam Patron with, or Petrone with 92 and a quarter. And Amon Weaver in third with 90 inches flat. So congrats to them. Congratulations to all the winners. And congratulations again to Paul and Nelson. Yeah, another great show. We appreciate y'all. Thanks for watching as always. And uh, again, send us any messages if you want us to highlight your club or have something going on. Let us know and we'll shout y'all out. Yeah, oh yeah. Always looking for some new guests, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you again next week on The Real Down. Where are you, PFD?
most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.